Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. My name is Stephen Cornegay, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day is amok which means to behave in a violently raging, wild, or uncontrolled manner. I'm sure we all got a glimpse of that just last week, last Wednesday to be exact, with all the chaos that happened in uh, our nation's capital. But moving along, the Chicago Bears lost to the New Orleans Saints in a Wild card game last weekend. Oh, my, my, my. Chicago Bears. We're right back at the bottom of the heap again. Guess we have to start from scratch. Better luck next year. You know, some are calling for the removal of uh, Chicago Bears head coach Nagy and quarterback Mitch Trubisky. I don't know about that. I mean, hey, Mitch is only three years in. Yeah, he's had moments where he looks horrible, but uh, like I said, he's three years in. Give him time to develop. I don't see, or I wouldn't think Chicago would have money just to throw away and go shopping around for another quarterback. Maybe they do. I guess that's the business side of it. And the... uh, Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Cleveland Browns. You know, one time the Steelers had an 11-0 record and started a losing streak right around the end of the season. Well, that loss this weekend was the final skid right out of the playoffs. But the kicker for me is the Buffalo Bills who played the Indianapolis Colts. Bills won. Uh, They're looking pretty good. But this week's opponent is the Baltimore Ravens. And just like the Bills, they're hungry, so I'm thinking it's going to be a great game. Might be one of the best out there. And, well, there is now a all-out cry for the impeachment of President Trump. Some of the calls of impeachment are actually coming from within his own Republican Party, calling for his removal or resignation. Hey, whatever you think about him, you got to give him credit. He's not going out without a fight. (laughs) You got to admit. But, you know, just like I said last week, I think all of that is just They just flat out don't want him to come back. They don't want him to run in 2024. Well, good luck with that. And I mean good luck with that because that guy, he is going down swinging. You got to admit, you got to admit he's going down swinging. He's not going out without a fight. Well, also uh, last Wednesday, despite all of the chaos, there was some productivity or some would say there wasn't. The State Board of Education here in North Carolina met 
and reviewed suggested changes for the social studies curriculum across the board. That's K through 12. One of the changes that they have approved or actually looked over was uh, a change to U.S. history for high schoolers. You know, apparently it was a, a two courses. Now they're cutting it back to one to make room for a new personal finance course, which has already been required by state lawmakers. I think that's outstanding. That's good. I mean, you know, hey, we've often said, and that has been the new rally cry that the kids coming out of high school need a need to learn how to spend their money, where to spend their money, how to save their money, instead of just working, 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 paying bills, paying bills, like so many of us, including myself, are doing now. So I think that's a good idea. That's that's probably the brightest brightest point of this whole thing to me anyway. Well, moving along, also there's uh there was a move or a suggestion to have third graders to study how monuments such as Confederate statues are valued by their community. But in July that was delayed by vote by the by, I'm sorry, by the Department of Public Instruction. Apparently they felt they needed more time to ensure diverse and explicit inclusion in the standards. Well, we all know why that was delayed after this past summer's protests and, and civil unrest, if you if you will, over the killings of um, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. Then there was the forcible removal of these statues by citizens of this great country of ours. It happened all the way across the United States. It didn't just happen here in North Carolina. It was happening everywhere this summer. I can remember it. Oh, well. Oh, wow. How I remember it. And also, there was a, there's a cry or, or a suggestion, I should say. I shouldn't say cry. That's, that's totally not what I meant. For eighth graders, they wanted a course that would dive into the experiences, will explain to them the experiences and achievements of women, minorities, indigenous, and marginalized groups, and also show how they've contributed to the development of society on the state and national level over time. They will learn about inequities, injustice, and systematic discrimination in the U.S. government. All righty. And for 11th graders, like I said, there's a lot of changes that they're proposing, and I'm just going through a few. For 11th graders, they would learn and discuss the Trail of Tears, which was the forcible removal of indigenous personnel by the U.S. government. Move them all the way across the country or halfway across the country. They also would talk about the 1898 Wilmington race riots, which happened here in North Carolina, where African-Americans were killed, just flat out killed. That's, that's, that's all that was. Massacre is what I call it. And they also would learn about the 1969 Stonewall riots, which happened 
in June uh well June 28th of 1969 and lasted to July 3rd of 1969 in Manhattan, New York. In the Greenwich Village neighborhood. There was a series of demonstration by members of the LGBTQ community and the police. Apparently the police would go and raid establishments that were frequented by those of the gay community, like the Stonewall Inn. I guess they had a bar inside of it. And uh, I guess members of the LGBT community at that time said enough was enough. So they fought back, had protests, and of course there was riots. But many say this is held as the start of the LGBTQ community fight for their rights. They want to uh, include that in the curriculum. Okay, that's, that's understandable. But there's always a but, you know that. But there are some who say they're not too keen on that particular aspect of the curriculum change because of the fact that they feel that the wording or phrase gender identity, which by the way is a, is what a person identifies with and not necessarily the sex they were assigned at birth. Hmm. I didn't know you, you were assigned uh, sex at birth. I didn't know that any, well, I won't get into that. <clears throat> I'll, I'll dance right around that. Not going to, going to, going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. And some support the using of inclusive language, but worry that teachers will bring a guilt mode into the classroom instead of unifying students. And again, I gotta ask, when did, when did going, when did, I'm sorry, when did going to school become a unifying task? I always thought it was education. I didn't know we were supposed to be unified. Well, I guess times have changed. Another curriculum change for eighth graders also is uh, they would learn and, and learn to explain how, learn about and explain how slavery, segregation, voter suppression, and other discriminatory practices have been used to suppress and exploit certain groups in North Carolina and across the nation also. But those that oppose all of this wanted to have also part of the curriculum that they include how state and federal tax dollars and programs have been used to combat this, these practices. I guess they just didn't want to have it one-sided. And that's my biggest problem with it. I mean, if you're going to tell about all these instances of injustice, discrimination, and you're going to explain or, or 
how the, the how race riots or protests or riots in general are you going to explain are you going to, are you going to explain not just why they happen but how they happen you know i can remember when i was in school i would uh of course we would go through some of these these things and and they, there was always a question in my mind when when the teacher was teaching they just explained Okay, there was a there was a riot. It was because of this. Two sides disagree with each other, and that's that. You just had to remember the dates and remember certain instances instances within that. But hey, I always wondered why. What started really? And that, to me, over time has, and even when I was in school, and over time, and even now when I I. I I look at the news or, or read the newspaper and I, I hear these articles or stories and they're telling, you know, this happened, this happened, and this is why. I, I often say to myself, okay, but why, why? Don't just tell me half the story. I mean, if you're going to institute these curriculum changes, I really do think that you need to explain why. Start from the beginning. Don't give me half the story or give my kids half the story. And they think that's it. Because like I said, as I've gone through life now, I I can really and truly go back and look about what I've learned in school and see that it wasn't a lie. It wasn't even a half truth. It was just not told or taught correctly. Simple and plain. So maybe these changes, if they're going to do it right, if they're going to implement these changes to the curriculum, they're going to actually give a full change where the whole story is told. You know, the the trail of tears is indeed one of the, the most horrific parts of of the U.S. history. You know, to take a a group of people that were here and move them halfway across the country with little or nothing and just leave them there. How are you going to explain that? Or how well are you going to explain that? Are you going to give it to us like give it to them like it was given to us, that it was a grand plan to somehow make them better. Or or, that I never really understood or accepted either. So I I think that if they're going to implement these, these changes, they really and truly need to have to include the full story. We all know how history was taught to us. Like I'm 47 years old. And like I said, I could go back and, and, and now I've discovered that I didn't get the full story. I didn't get a lie. I didn't get a half truth. I have truth. I just didn't get the full story. So if you, like I said, if you're going to do it, give me, give them the full story. Don't give it to them half ass. Give them all or nothing. And if you're not going to do that, don't waste the time. Don't waste the taxpayers dollars. Just leave it be. But by all means, of course, hey, 
that course in finances. That is a step in the right direction. Most definitely, I believe everyone, Democrat and Republican, can agree with that. That that is a most needed and has been needed for a long, long, long time. So, yeah, you have to educate these kids now about finances now more than ever. I mean, don't mean to beat a dead horse here, but COVID has most definitely taught us all a valuable lesson. And maybe in this this these this course about the finances, they will go into uh, how to create your own finance. Just don't rely on a job or one job or, or don't get into the trap of working two jobs. Learn how to make money for yourself. Entrepreneurship. That is. At the COVID, that's 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 what I'm seriously looking at. Because COVID has taught us a lot. And if it's taught me one thing, it's taught me not to have all my eggs in one basket. Don't depend on a job. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't work. Don't just jump out there. But don't, do de- don't be dependent upon someone else to uh, put money in your pocket by working on a job. Because as we all know, long gone are the days of those good jobs where you could work 30 and 40 years and you retire with a pension and they give you a gold watch and they send you on your way and just sit around until you kill over. <laughs> I guess that's a little, little too much too early in the morning for that. But Hey, that those days are gone. That's what happened to so many of us. So yeah, that, that curriculum change with that course in finances is, is, outstanding now as for the other changes like i said if you're going to tell the story tell the whole story and please don't implement your thoughts in it i mean part of the learning process for me and i don't know about others but part of the learning process for me even as a kid and now more as as an adult was to not have anyone's opinion forced upon me. Just tell me the facts. I'll figure it out on my own. I don't need your implementation. I don't need your words. I don't need your shoulder shrugs or your elbow nods or, or your emphatic finger gestures. I don't need any of that. I just need you, if you're going to educate me, so you say, tell me all the facts. Educate me that way. Tell me all the facts, and I can figure it out on my own. And I think we'll find that most of these kids today, I don't even think it's a thought, it's a fact. Most Most of these kids today, they can decipher between the bullshit. Let's just say that. So if you think you're going to make these changes and you're going to have someone come into the classroom to teach them and they're going to give them their uh, opinion, because that's all it is, is an opinion. They're not going to buy it the same way we didn't buy it. I don't think an opinion has any place in a classroom setting where you're supposed to be educating. You're supposed to just give the facts. 
Yeah, the world has changed. And there does need to be an inclusion of everyone, regardless of what you think about them. Because what happens when you don't have that is what we've been seeing or have seen all of last year. Where those felt as though they weren't being heard, their voices weren't being heard, their ideas weren't weren't being heard, were not being heard. So they said, if you're not going to hear us, then we're going to force you to hear us. Even last week, somehow they felt that their voices were not being heard. Their ideas were not being heard. So they snapped. But they didn't snap. They just came out and said, hey, hear us somehow, some way. That is, I, I, I don't know what last week was. I've, I've already talked about that enough. I'm not going to get into that. But like I said, we've seen this all of last year. The idea or the the continuation of, of not allowing certain groups to be heard. And we know, we now know, or we have always known how that always works out. It is a part of history, U.S. history, when those groups that are marginalized, when they finally decide to stand up for themselves, it usually comes out in a violent way or a violent clash because they've reached that point where they're fed up and they just, they're just sick and tired of it. So if you're going to implement these changes, like I said, I think you need to give these kids the full story. No matter how bad it hurts. No matter who's exposed. Give them the full story and let them make their own minds up. They're pretty smart. These kids now are more advanced than, than we were. And it, it's amazing. But one of the one of their smarts, if you will, is they can decipher between nonsense and reality and they'll let you know. They will let you know. Well, I got to skedaddle or move on. I got to go. And like I said, I, I, I just want to say that I just think everyone needs to take a step back. And I'm not telling you to take a step back and, and, and just stop what you feel or how you feel, not divorce your opinion. But there's got to be a better way. We have got to find a better way than what we're doing and have been doing. You know, all those things that I named that they're trying, they want to implement in the curriculum, you know, the riots, uh, the, the, the trail of tears. Maybe that's the old way. Let's find something different than violence. I think everybody is adult enough that we can all sit down maybe and have an open dialogue. There's really no need. We, we we tell our kids so often 
to uh, not to resort to violence to get your point across. But lo and behold, what do we do as adults? Even in our, in our own personal relationships with each other. When our voices aren't being heard or our ideas aren't being heard or met, we start screaming and yelling, flailing, flailing our arms around, foaming at the mouth, cursing and ranting. We've got to find a better way than what we're doing now. Let's not go through 2021 with the same nonsense we went through in 2020. That was just horrible. That was just despicable. We're supposed to be a better class of people than what we have been exhibiting. Well, that's all for me today. And I just want to thank you all for lending me your ears once again this morning. I would ask that you continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. As always, Anchor has a great free feature where you can leave me a voice message. I would love to hear your voice, whether good or bad. I'm, like I said, I'm pretty thick-skinned. I haven't gotten this far in life being sensitive. I haven't gotten, you can't get anywhere in life being sensitive. I, I can tell you that. And you can make monetary contributions. But continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. This is Stephen Cornegay for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.